Good morning, church. It is Pastor Chris from Victory Biker Church, Maine, and you're listening to the Board Again Biker Podcast. Today, slept in today. It was great. Um, I have a rare kid-free weekend, so spend some time sleeping. It was great. And I'm sitting here praying and sitting here reading the Bible. And I want to share something with you guys uh, that, that God is showing me. It's in Luke chapter 3, verse 4 through 11. Uh, it says, Isaiah had, uh, had spoken of John when he said, He is the voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills will be leveled. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. When the crowds came to John for baptism, he said, You brood of snakes, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, We're safe because we're descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, and I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked, what should we do? And John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those that are hungry. All right, church, let's unpack this a little bit. Let's get through here. I'm going to take a sip of coffee and we're going to get started. You know, John the, ba- John the Baptist was a, uh, he was a character. You know, covered in camel's hair, eating locusts and wild honey. Um, he, he was kind of the guy before Jesus came and was the guy. Everybody was looking at him thinking he might be the Messiah. And that he, because, you know, he's out there baptizing, preaching to huge crowds. And John, he could have gone two different ways. He could have gone two different routes. He could have been extremely full of himself and pompous, but he wasn't. Uh, he was extremely humble, um, and he was very honest with the people of the crowd, that, you know, the crowds that kept coming to him for, for baptism. And, you know, he, John is this voice in the wilderness. You know, he is the one that's preparing the way for Jesus. He's the one that's saying, you know, the, the Messiah is coming, you know, Jesus is coming, and when he comes, the crooked paths are going to be made straight. The mountains are going to be are going to be leveled. All of the the problems, all of the things that deter us, those are going to be the things. They're going to fall away as long as we're focusing on Jesus. But these crowds, the, the, these crowds of people, and a lot of them were the religious people that came and they were asking John to baptize them and he's he basically calls them out he's like look you brood of vipers you brood of snakes who told you about the coming wrath you know if you guys know everything you guys have studied the law and you guys know everything and you're smarter than I am who told you about the coming wrath why are you looking to me to baptize you when the you know you know everything already. You should you should have it all together. And then he calls him out. He says, you know, prove by the way that you live you have repented of your sins and turned to God. And that was one of my big takeaways from this scripture. 
by the way that you live that you've turned to God. You know, there's a lot of people in the Christian world that say that they live for Jesus. There's a lot of people in churches that sit on pews that say, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. They claim Jesus in their lives, but their actions don't show at church. You know, there's a lot of people that sit on a pew that are going to go to hell because their words don't match their actions. Here, John is saying, it's time to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. He's saying it's time for you to put up or shut up. Prove that you're a Christian. Prove that you have have listened to the scriptures. Prove that you've listened to God's word, that you've hid it in your hearts and you've allowed it to change you. Because unless your actions have changed, sorry church, you're not safe. And a lot of Christians, they they fall back on the laurels of, you know, well, you know, I I was brought up in church and I got baptized when I was young or I was, you know, I, you know, my parents were saved and I'm, I'm, you know, I come from this family of this long line of Christians and nobody can do this for you, church. Nobody can walk your walk for you. You have to find this personal relationship with Jesus and you have to have a, an intimate relationship because if you don't, you're going to hear, depart from me. I didn't know you. You know, the, the children of Israel, a lot of them fell back on the, on the belief that they were children of Abraham. They were descendants of Abraham. So they were good. You know, they felt that they were a little bit better than everybody else. And I, I kind of see that in churches now where, you know... I'm saved. My whole family's been saved. I've been in this church for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. I'm good. You know, I'm good. But you know what? Their actions, you know, their, their, their actions don't show that, that, they're, that they're making it. You know, they, they're not sharing their testimony. They're not sharing the gospel. They come to church and they sit on a pew and they, they put their time in. And then they go home and they wait for the next time for the church doors to be open. And that's not what Jesus calls us to do, church. Jesus calls us to spread the gospel. And he's, he tells us to be fruitful. You know, it says here, you know, even now that, you know, the axe of God's judgment is poised and ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree does not that does not produce fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. You know, if that's not a dire warning... I don't know what is church. You know, if if we aren't showing the fruits of the change that Jesus has put into our lives, if we're not showing that that we're trying our best, not just to say that we're saved, but we're trying our best to live like Jesus, then we're just a tree that's going to get chopped down because we're not producing any fruit. And the crowds ask John, they're like, what, what are we supposed to do, John? You know, well, how are we supposed to prove that we're, that we're saved? How are we supposed to prove that God's changed us? And John's response is very simple. Here it says, you know, if you've got a shirt, give one to the poor. If you've got food, share it with the hungry. The basic concept of what he's talking about here is see a need, fill a need. If you see if you see somebody suffering, help them. 
if you see somebody that's alone, love them. If you see someone that's struggling, help them. You know, that is the premise of what the ministry of Jesus Christ was. Jesus, first and foremost, loved people. First and foremost, and, and you can argue this point with me all you want, Jesus' ministry, the first thing Jesus did with every single person was he loved them first. Good luck trying to disprove that. And that's, I think, a piece that we're missing. We want to love people with conditions. And Jesus loved people unconditionally. And we're supposed to maybe sacrifice a little bit of ourselves to show love for other people. You know, you've got a couple of, you know, you see somebody that's cold and hungry and you've got extra. Give them the extra. You know, you see people that are that are down on their luck. And I'm not talking about all the guys that stand out on the, you know, out on the side of the road with a cardboard sign for four years that don't ever go past where they're at saying, hey, I need help, I'm struggling. Those are not the people I'm talking about. What I'm talking about are the people that are truly down on their luck and the people that are truly struggling. God is calling us. It is part of the mission and part of the the service that we have as Christians that we are supposed to take care of the least of these and the less fortunate. So today, church, I'm going to challenge you to seek out those godly appointments. I'm challenging you today to, to find somebody that you can share Jesus with. Find somebody that might be a little bit less fortunate than you, that, that you might be able to share something with. Maybe buy somebody a sandwich if you can. Or maybe, you know, maybe we need to, you know, help somebody, you know, with a box of food put on their front door and they don't know what came from you. But don't be a tree that doesn't produce fruit. Don't be that tree. Don't get chopped down and thrown into the fire, church. Be a producer of fruit. And with that, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. You know, that, that is something that, that you know, I, I just convicted myself. Today, I'm going to find a way, some way, with some person to make a difference and to share Jesus Christ. I hope this blesses you today. I'm going to talk to you all tomorrow. I'm going to go get out in the wind. I love you all. Have a great day.